2012 was a, a pretty interesting year. As I reflect on the last year, I'm, I'm recognized as I get older how quickly the days and the, and the years really pass. Um, when I was 14, everything just like was at a snail's pace. A year was a, uh, a lifetime, right? Uh, but now it just seems like we, you know, I'm looking at the tree, I'm realizing that it just seems like yesterday that we took it down, put it up again. And, um, or, or put it up and took it down again, and that was last year. And, um, and so I, I would say in my, in my own life, I'm, I'm thinking of three things that, you know, I prayed about and God gave me um, over the last year. One was the health, for my, the health for my daughter. That's always a big deal if you're a parent. You know, your, your child gets sick and it's one of these nebulous kind of illnesses that you, you know, that you can't, it's not a, it's not a flu, it's, it's more of a, of a heart, a, a mind thing and She's whole. She's healed. She's also, the second thing was that she was employed. And now I can't remember the third thing. <laughs> so much for a year for me, okay? <laughs> I think it had more to do with Valley's uh, work and her job. That being aside, a lot of things happened in 2012, didn't it? A lot of things. A lot of good things, a lot of difficult things. And, you know, as, and as the year comes to the close, and we're almost there, we see our nation... And through the eyes of all the media, uh, they, right now where they're taking this collective look, glance over the shoulder. You know what I mean? Okay? It seems like there's, there's shows everywhere about, uh, you might say, the political events, the state of the nation, our wars, celebrities who took their final bow in 2012. But we do that also with our lives, don't we? At least I'm encouraging you to do that with your own life. Today and tomorrow and perhaps the, in the next month, um, that, 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 that as we look over last year, 2012, it's usually a mixed bag, isn't it? You've heard me say these things before. A mixed bag of difficult things and good things, right? Uh, as, as, I was, as I look out over you, I understand that, that in, in 2012, um, you, some of you will look at this as the year that you lost Somebody close to you. You'll remember 2012 as, some, as the year that you lost a child, a husband or a wife or a grandparent, someone who was important to you. And personal losses, as, as I related earlier, those are the big rocks in our lives, aren't they? Those are the big rocks. And uh, yet I'm also thinking about the things in 2012 that brought us a lot of joy. I mentioned three of them, answers to prayers, Okay. I'm also, I recognize that we welcome new children into our, our uh, congregation this year. Babies born, right? <laughs> That's a lot of joy. In the last couple of months, I've been able to, 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 uh, to dedicate a couple of children. Okay. Um, babies born, and, and, and I'm close enough to the congregation to know that there are more out there coming. Yeah. <laughs> more out there coming, I think. Um, and so that's a, that's a joy, isn't it? It's a, it's a reason for celebrations. It's a reason to say 2012 was a good year, right? And on top of that, I, I think about 2012, I think some of you got new husbands, got new wives, or, you know, got, in other words, you were married. I, I'm thinking about one little boy, in, specifically, who got a new dad through, through one of these marriages. 
2012 had some good stuff, some joyous moment, moments. And we were privileged, I was privileged as a pastor to cry with you when you were hurting and to celebrate with you on some of these other occasions like the birth of children, a new job, a new set of circumstances. You know, and then there's some stuff that falls in the middle. We're not sure where they're going to fall down, okay? Things that happen, a new, new situation that we're not sure yet how it's going to pan out. So we approach 2013 with a little bit of caution um, because it looms before us, right? Tomorrow is New Year's Eve. And for many people, it's just another day. But I would like to mark the passing of a year that was a good year. A difficult year in some respects, but a blessed year in others. Okay? I want to mark that. I want to set a course. I want to put, it in, put some things in your mind that, this morning that may set a course for even a better new year. For too often, we're, we're a lot like that leaf, that proverbial leaf that's blown from the tree and lands in the gutter and goes wherever the water takes it. I want you to know that there's, there's more, that you don't have to be that. Okay? You have a God who loves you. You have a Savior in Christ Jesus who, who, who lives inside of you. You have the Holy Spirit. Okay? And, and enough, of the, enough of the prelude, but let me get to the scripture. You're saying, when was he going to preach? Turn with me to 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter. Now, I'm going to read a, a fair amount of scripture, but I want to focus on just parts of that, and I'll get back to that in a minute. And again, the theme is, is we're looking forward, right? In 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, verse 14, just begin with four, verse 14. For the love of Christ controls us, having concluded this, that one died for all, therefore all died. And he died for all, so that they who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose again on their behalf. Therefore, from now on, we recognize no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ uh, according to the flesh, yet now we know him in this way no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The oldest, old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Now I want you to catch that. Behold, God is doing a new thing and has done a new thing in your life. Those who are in Christ Jesus are a new creation. Now all these things are from God who reconciled himself to us through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, namely that God in Christ was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. That's, where I, that's kind of where I wanted to go. I wanted to focus on the new creation. I think this is where a lot of people get confused, especially those who haven't experienced it. It's a bit like the, the person who, who, who pulls the apple from the tree uh, and, and takes a bite and, and proclaims, what a great apple this is, but no one else knows because they haven't tasted it. So that when, when you and I come to Christ, when anyone comes to Christ, when anyone gives their lives to Jesus, 
Anyone turns their life and their world over to Jesus Christ, a change begins to take place in them. I remember my mother, she introduced me. I was an elder beerman. Anybody ever hear of a uh, store like this, like a Bonton? And, you know, she was, it was awkward, okay? I was a young guy, and I was home on leave, and my mother was obviously, I guess, kind of proud of, of her son, as most parents are, and she was, must have encountered some other lady that she thought well of, and she says, this is my son, he's very religious. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, she was, she saw it. She was just trying to describe it as best as she could. The truth is that God had changed me. I hadn't just picked up a code and said, I'm going to live by this code. Christ had changed me from the inside out. I was not capable of changing myself, okay? It's just, that's the way it is. And, and, and in a sense, I was walking, talking, living uh, representative of this passage of Scripture. If you're in Christ, you're a new creation. All things have become new. I recognize we still live in this, this, uh, uh, this world. We still have some of the associations of this world. And we have the memories of our past. And I want to deal with those today. We have the memories of our past. And sometimes those things are anchors, aren't they? You understand, you understand my meaning? And the older we get, and this is the, this is the crazy part, the older we get, the more memories we accumulate. And if, we, and, and if there are mistakes in there, and there will be, and how many of us know that the only way that you can stay out of trouble or, or never get in, have any problems is not to do anything? Okay? If you're doing something, you'll probably make some errors. So there's got to be some grace someplace. Somebody's got to give it. Jesus said, you're a new creation. Look at the next passage of Scripture. It's Philippians. and I don't, I don't know if I want to read the whole thing, but I'll, I'll stop where I want to. Where it's applicable. Finally, brethren, it's the third chapter. My, finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you again is no trouble for me. And it's a safeguard for you. The young people say, well, we'd love it when you use that, Pastor. I'm saying, I'm not all that, I'm not all adept. Sometimes my thumbs get in the way. He said, finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you is no trouble for me. And it's a safeguard for you. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the false circumcision. That's a reference to the Jewish people. That, that, that wants you to not only follow Christ, but also follow the laws. For we are the true circumcision who worship in the Spirit of God and the glory of Christ Jesus, but, but put no confidence in the flesh. Although I might... Now, this is interesting. Although I might myself have confidence even in the flesh, if anyone has, has a mind to put confidence in the flesh, I far more... I was circumcised on the eighth day of the nation of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to the righteousness which is in the law, found blameless. But whatever things were, were gained to me, those I have counted, those I have counted as lost for the sake of Christ. More than that, I count all things to be lost in the view of the surpassing value of, the knowledge, of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss 
of all things and count them but rubbish, so that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law. But that which is of faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death in order that I may attain to the resurrection of the dead. Not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on, so that I may lay hold on that which, which, for which I also was laid a hold of by, by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not have regarded myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lays, lies behind and reaching forward to that which lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the mark for the prize of the upward calling of God in Christ Jesus. Now, sorry, I read all that, but I wanted you to get it. Now, we talk about a new creation. We talk about the, the, the year of uh, 2012, and I talk about uh, 2013 as it's coming, okay? Right. And, of course, my focus is on what are we going to do next? One thing I'd like, to, I'd like to kind of play with a little bit just for, for the next few minutes is I want to talk about the anchors, the things that we need to forget. The things that hold us back. Our memories do hold us back. I remember, you know, I guess if I sat and thought about it enough, I could remember most of all the bad things I did. I I seem to remember those better than the good things. Anybody with me on that? Okay. And how many of us, and, and, and those are the kind of things that kind of keep me from going forward, don't they? Now, there, there's no, there's, the scripture, you know, the, the scripture calls Satan uh, Lucifer, right? Okay. The, the, the translation of his, his name is this, accuser of the brethren, okay? Oftentimes what, what happens is we, uh, in, in, our, in our desire to live holy, in our desire to live right before God, we remember all these things of the past, even though he said, I will take your sin and I will cast it as far as the east is from the west and I will remember it no more. We remember. And I've said to you in the past, I've said to you in the past, I said, uh, who was it? I was, I was chatting with one day and I said, do you remember your last week's, last month's utility bill? And they said, yeah, I remember the last month's utility bill. I said, did you pay it? And the lady said, yes, yes, I, pay, I paid it. I said, do you still owe it? She says, no, I still, I don't owe it. But do you remember it? Yes, I remember it. But does, does remembering mean that you still owe it? No, it doesn't. Re- I remember that I paid it. I want you to remember that Jesus paid the price. And in spite of your capacity to remember every failing, every foible, every stumbling, everything that you've ever done that, 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 that the enemy and in those dark times brings back to you, the debt's been paid. And remembering does not equate to being guilty. The debt was paid. Now, this is one of the things that, that's important to us. I mean, in, in my mind, as I, as I thought about this sermon, I thought about you this morning. I want you to be free. What I mean by free? Free from the past. The truth is, you are free. But there's that little bit of us that recognizes, honestly, that we don't deserve what Jesus has done for us. We don't, do we? On the other hand, if we did deserve it, if we did deserve it, 
it would be payment, wouldn't it? It was a gift. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. It's a gift. It's a gift. Here's some things. As I look at those Look at this passage. He said, look, um, this one thing I do. I'm going to lapse into King James here. This one thing I do, I forget that which lies behind. I press forward. Okay? Now, you know, even the good stuff. Here's the interesting. What, what, was, he, what was he forgetting those things? What, what were the things that he was forgetting? The mistakes that he made. Mistakes that he made. Some of the regrets. I, I was poking around on the internet last night, and there's, um, there's, a, there's a site called Post Secrets, right? Young people know that one, okay? And there's also a Regrets Secrets, and I just poke around listening, and I'm thinking, wow, wow, people really live with this stuff, and it, and it, and it causes their lives to cave in. And it causes their life to... And you know, it's, and one of the interesting things the scripture says, you know, let us lay aside all the things which hinder us so, and, and, and the chains and the sins and the things which keep us from moving forward. Lay them aside. Because they are hindrances. God has a new future. The truth is there's, there's nothing, very little we can do about the things behind us. I mean, there are things, if, if we've made some mistakes, we need to make amends. We need to go to apologize for somebody. We ought to do that. I mean, that's that's easily done. Every once in a while, God will lay something on your heart like that. I I encourage you. If there's something to be done about an offense that you've made, go ahead and do it. For peace's sake. But quite frankly, sometimes there's nothing that can be done. You just move forward and accept and embrace. Now, here's, here's the important part. Embracing God's truth. What did he say when it comes to sin? If you if you ask him to take away your sin, the scripture says, if you confess his, your sins, he's what? He's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. Some of your sins, right? No. no. All of them. All of them. Okay? So what are we doing picking them back up just because we remember them? So there are mistakes that we make. Regrets. Failures. Failures on our part. Failures around us. Things that we really would change if we could, and we can't. Could I, could I lump in here you know, the things that we need to forget and go forward on? Are some of our successes too? And Paul put his finger on that. He says, look, I was a, I was a front runner. That's what Paul was saying. In my field, I was a front runner. I was, bat, you know, I had all the credentials. I, bat, I was, I was uh, circumcised on the eighth day. I was, stu- I studied here. I studied there. I was a, on the junior varsity when it came to the, the Sanhedrin. It's true. He was, he was being groomed, and then God knocked him off a horse on the way to Damascus, and recruited him. And said, some of these things that, I, that were really a part of my credential, you know, it's just like, they don't call them resumes anymore, do they? they? They call them something else. It's a French word. I don't speak French. 
But all the things that, that, that he would have put on his resume, he would say, I count all of that as dung for the cause of Christ. Now, why would he say that? Because even the things, uh, all the, even the things that may have been good in the past can keep you from going forward. Not only the mistakes, not only the regrets. The truth is we don't have yesterday anymore, do we? God's still calling us to go forward, to live for him, to embrace the things that he has for us. And the past, even though it has a lot to do with who you are now, we can't change it. We can't. It's, it's water below the bridge. It's gone. It's gone. So what do we do? How do we, you know, and, and, and some of you say, Pastor, you talk about, Paul said, for, I forget these things. I can't forget them. I think what he's talking about here is not the capacity simply just to not remember. But to put them in a play, in their proper place. And to be intentional about removing them from the, uh, the place that, where they control who we are and what we do today. Now, how do you do that? You say, okay, now I'm going to get very just practical and, and, and pastoral here, okay? How do I do that, guy? How do I do that, pastor? How do I forget the past? The truth is, you're never going to forget the things that you did. In, in, in one sense of the word. In other words, it's going to be recorded. You can recall it unless something happens to your brain. Unless there's a traumatic event that, that, that kind of removes your, your capacity to remember, you're always going to be able to recall things, certain things in your life. What we're talking about, what Paul's talking about here, I'm removing them from the place where they direct and control my life. That's the only, the only sense it could make. How do, how do you do that? Well, let's talk about offense. You know? Now, there's nothing that there's nothing reaches into the heart and, and, and kind of tugs at us more than somebody who's done something to us. Or we feel that they owe us something. Some flash, some conflict between uh, he and I, or she and I, or us and them, and those, those kind of things. that happen, you know, this, this, this is the season to come together around the table, right? Yeah, with family. Yeah, families are... The dynamics in families are strange. I've got some of my own, so I know. And so, but, but you know, the thing is, so things can happen that, that kind of go on year after year after year. But they have a tendency. You see that person that controls you. You know what I mean? You see them, your heart begins to... Because there's an issue, unresolved issue. Anybody with me on that? How do, you do, how do you deal with that? How do I forget those things? How, in the sense of how do I put, put them in the place of my life where they do not control who I am and where I go and the plans that I make for the future? This is really hard. It's forgiveness and giving it to God. Now, now I want you to know this is, again, I'm, t- I'm speaking to you in terms of, 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 of a pastor. This is kind of like the mechanics of life. This is the mechanics of how to do it. He tells us to forgive everybody, right? Be anxious for nothing. Forgive everybody. How many times? Seven times seven? No, 70 times seven. Just keep on doing it. Why? God wants us to be free from all of these tags, all of these hooks, all of these anchors that keep us from going forward and fulfilling His perfect will in our lives. How do we do that? I said it was hard, but it's really not hard. But here's, there is a hard element of it, your will. Now here's, let me just give you an example of how I do this. When I'm really, really 
ticked off at Sister Blair. That never, <laughs> that never happens. <laughs> I'm teasing here because she's, she's, she, I, if, if, anybody gets, if anybody deserves anger in my life, it's, it's, it's probably me uh, in terms of, uh, of the relationship. Um, I forgive. So God, I forgive that person. God, I'm going to give you these feelings. I'm going to give you. God, you remember my mistakes. I give that to you. I give that to you. And every time it comes up, and it does, over and over and over, certain, certain smells will take you to a certain place in time, won't it? Uh, a certain uh, a music, uh, a song, will take you to a situation or circumstance. You know, it's, it's amazing how, the, how, how all these memories have hooks that, that place them in, into the present of our lives. Anybody with me on this, or am I just really out there? <laughs> it's like, Pastor, you're really out there. Okay, but, but again, dealing with these intentionally, instead of allowing these things to beat us from the left and to the right, recognizing that the Word of God is powerful. Here's one of those places where I say that the, 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 that the Word has the power of life and death. The Scripture tells us so. So let's use God's Word here. You have, I, you have forgiven me of that. God has forgiven me of that. So the scripture tells us if I confess my faults, my sins, my mistakes, he is, he's, he's able to forgive me. He will forgive me. I'm forgiven. And it's a, it's, it's a, it's a battle. Because these things become strongholds. And they find themselves rooted in your heart and your spirit. And they begin to control you. And so... Have you ever, anybody ever pulled a stump? And got a, you know, the, the stump of a tree, got it out of the ground? Yeah? Sometimes you dig around it, and you, you, you I, I remember this little Cuban lady lived next door to me in Florida, and uh, they had an orange tree. I was sitting out back there, and uh, I noticed they had cut it off, and I'd look down out of my apartment on this end, She'd have neighbors come over and they'd stand and look at it. I saw somebody put gas on it, light it off. I'm a young guy, but I know better than that. I'm watching the, and they'd look at it and they'd hack around at the top of it with a hatchet. And one day I was out in the yard and it's been a month and a half and looking at this stump and how they were dealing with it. I said, ma'am, do you want that stump out of your yard? She says, yes. I knew that. I knew she wanted it out. So I took a shovel and an axe and started working around it, digging around. It wasn't a big tree, so it wasn't going to take that much time. Digging around, digging around, digging around. But I had to get every one of those, either cut those, every one of those roots off. And then finally when I got them all, I'm thinking, wait a second, it's still, it's still there. I discovered something called a taproot. And so once that was out, but it took some time. The scripture tells, uh, speaks to us about, you might say, the, uh, the, the way uh, bitterness, the roots of bitterness, the roots of, uh, of, of, of sin. They have ways of traveling and holding in and putting, you might say, little grips in our lives. Can I say it that way? Now, again, folks, you've got to understand, I'm a pastor telling you how to do this. Okay? This is biblical, but there's, there's extra biblical stuff here. I'm telling you how to wrestle with it. That, you do, that, you don't, that it doesn't go away. The sense, the memories, the, the tags, the, the energy that binds our hearts sometimes simply doesn't go away because we played with it. We've given place in our life with, to it. Does that make sense to you? 
So this is just a, some practical stuff. So, so you fight. Whenever it comes up in my I will not bow to that. I'm forgiven. That's the past. I'm forgiven. I've been f- set free. The word of God says thus and so. The word of God says thus and so. And you move in that. And you work through that. Okay. Now, I remember, here's a couple of passages. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. It says, let, let, in, in Ephesians, the fourth chapter, none of these are up there. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, uh, uh, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as Christ, God in Christ forgave you. Isaiah 43, 25, I, I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Romans 8.1, there, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, moving forward, moving forward, 2013, just around the corner. Last year is last year. We can celebrate, we can remember. I'm not saying that those, are, those are, 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 are bad or good things. They're just, they are. Where are we going to go in 2013? Now, as a pastor, I think in terms of a church. I look back over the last year, I've seen growth. I've seen people, I've seen maybe 25 people uh, come to know Christ, saved. Their lives are changed or potentially changed if, they will, if they'll walk in that, in that faith that they've been given. Okay? Some miracles there in people's lives. I've seen children go on uh, missions trips. I've seen adults go on missions trips. All of those transforming not only their lives, but pe- the lives of people on the other end. Okay? I've seen that. Uh, we've, as, as a community, we've gathered in, probably we've, we've, we've ramped up and we're almost at 10% in, in terms of, of mission support. So we're putting money out there uh, so that Matthew 28, 19 continues all over the world. Okay? All of that's happening. And, and there's been an increase this year. Your faithfulness has increased okay? as a community. There's more people in the pews. I've, I've noticed that. So we're moving forward. What will we do in 2013? And I'd say, I ask this question on the lowest level. What will I do? Many of you are probably thinking, well, my life's kind of over. Look at me, you know. I'm barely teetering along. It's not over. It's not over. Not over till we have the funeral. Okay? There are things that you can be and do and you're still going to live. There's still people to bless. There's still things in your life that, 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 that can be a blessing to you. What will I do in 2013? Will I be the leaf that allows the wind to blow me wherever it, where, wherever it wants to come? I mean, in other words, I'm just kind of here and, you know, I'm, whatever happens, happens. You know what I've said to you in the past. I've said to you that where you are now is the result of decisions that you made a year or two years or three years ago. And I'm not talking about geographically, that too, but everything. Where, where, we, where do you want to be? What, is, what does God have in store for you? Now, I do know this, that you're in Christ Jesus and Paul's talking here about growing and, and looking forward to, 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 you might say, having the things in Christ Jesus that, that he wants. 
I'm not talking about stuff. I'm talking about a lifestyle, a peace, power, relationship with him. Okay? Are you where you, you know, if you looked at your life about right now, are you where you need to be with, with Jesus right now? Yeah, I'm not asking anybody to nod your head and say, yeah, I'm there or I'm, I'm not. Does God have more for you? Have you lived the last 18, 19, 25, or 35 years really playing a game? Or, or have you, have you or, or, and now you're ready? You don't want to live another year without him? Have you lived the last 19 or 20 years uh, without Christ and, and you're just being interested, introduced to this? And I, my, encourage, my encouragement is come closer. Embrace Jesus. Let 2013 be a banner year for you. A year of joy, a year of choice. Okay? So, you know, as we, as, as we go forward, and I've kinda, I feel like I've lost some of you here. Music. If I've talked too long, we'll just, we'll, just, we'll just sing. We'll worship. Stand with me, folks. I guess uh, the, the primary, my primary focus this morning, 2012 is gone. Really gone. And God has, God has stretched out before us opportunities. We're not dead yet. We're not gone. Opportunities to serve him. Opportunities to live for him. Where will we go? What will we do? Maybe this is going to be a, a, just a jam up year for you, a great year for you. Some of, some of the kids are, are, are further along in high school. Maybe any, anybody graduating this year? Woohoo! There's one. Okay. So there's transition. Yeah. Graduating to what? That's a question. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not asking you to, you know, Kimmy, it's okay. We, we don't have to get into dialogue. But, but, but really, what, and, and in a sense, each and every one of us has opportunities very similar. We're still alive. We're breathing. You know, the cool thing is, is that God has more for us than we could ever ask or think. Could I, could I encourage you? To make sure that you pull God into the loop in your decisions and into your focus in the future. Okay? Christians, do you know that He still answers prayers? Do you know that there's nothing that He can't do? If you're unhappy with where you are in life, do you know that that can change? If you, you know that there are people around you that you want to see saved, you know that God can still answer those prayers? Two thousand thirteen. What do you want it to look like for you? What do you want it to look like for your family? We're gonna worship, we're gonna talk with God. These altars are open. I, I I as your pastor, I just want you to consider. Think beyond next week. Think into the months ahead. If you look in the mirror and you say, you know, I want more for you. You know, that's okay, because God wants more for you. I know of no one who wants more for Bill, Billy over here, than that lady standing next to him. 
and his dad. Parents. So, I know, that, I know a heavenly father that he knows your name. You're his boy. You're his daughter. And he wants more for you. You can trust that. It's not George Burns with a cigar. You know? Some of the young people, that would just, that, that, you, you failed the pop quiz just now. The, God wants more for you. More than you can ask or think. Do you have a dream? How do you know that God didn't put that dream in your heart and He's saying, come a little closer. Come a little closer. Walk with me. And find the find not only joy, but, but a path that I will lead you on that you never would have considered. Well, I can't leave Falconer. God will take you beyond, not only in, in physical places, but in spiritual places. Some of the best of us, we, you know, kind of we look good. You know, I'm not talking about myself there. We've got, you know, there was, we look like we've got everything together, but the truth is we said no to God somewhere. We've said, all right, this is the package that I'm going to accept. And God is saying, There's, I have more, come. I have more, come. I have more. How do you get that more? Surrender to Jesus. Surrender who you are. Surrender your life. Surrender your present. Surrender your future to Him. That's scary, Christians, isn't it? I surrender, God. All that I have, all that I am, all that I think I am and will be, I surrender that to you. You take me by the hand. I'll I'll close my eyes, God. I'll trust you. I'll trust you to take me where you want me to go, where you want me to be. Can you do that this morning? Let's sing.